This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Episode of this is only with the Wolgans, Mitch, Brad. Hello. There's somebody on the couch, but I think we'll just leave him be for a while, make Will him we? suffer. I don't know. Uh, it's not Bird. Bird's it's off. It's definitely not Bird. Smug holiday. Smug bastard. holiday bastard. Spent some. It's time. not Sarah. She's still on sabbatical. Yeah. Bird spent some time in traffic in England. Today. I saw that on the so, M23 or M yeah. whatever it was. He chose to do that rather than hang out with us. I understand. And see our team make history. I, I know this is amazing. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I wonder if our guest has anything to say about that. I think he probably does. Let's let's introduce our guest. Yes, I mean you should know who he is by now. Uh, you if, know, I, I I if you've been to a game, you've seen him. That's true. If you've been to a city two game last year, you've seen him. I think he was described in one newspaper article as a frazzled St. Louis City employee <laughs> directing traffic or something. Uh, along oh, those that's lines. right. That was yes, that was. Yes. I mean, that wasn't a direct quote, but it was. It was along those lines. Yeah, yeah something like that. Um, For those that don't know, that voice belongs to Caleb Leon. And Caleb, say your official title, because I always forget it. Yeah, so... Master of Ceremonies. <laughs> uh, my official title is Manager of Supporter and Fan Relations. Okay. I like to think of you, and I, and I tell people, you're the supporter liaison, but that is just a small part of what you do for St. Louis City. Oh, for sure. Uh, a supporter liaison is an apt description of what I do. Um, it's a... Uh, kind of an evolving title which is great across the league it's a long way from being just a ticket rep long way from from where i started as a, as a ticket rep correct here that's not even <laughs> counting birmingham yeah. it's um, like you've had what eight job titles since you started here uh just the two just yeah. the two but you've acquired more and more for job sure. responsibilities yeah. <laughs> in for those sure. two titles yeah so uh for example right now uh still my primary role is the support section right is being a liaison and then i also help with our city on tap bar network and our emls initiatives and then um what what i always describe to people drums smoke beer video games <laughs> all the things and the fans was, really like so you're yeah, so you're a college stuff. student yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> basically you're a, a college professional college student some days well and and you know basically whenever just so people know if, if the supporters groups not just the luligans any all the supporters mm-hmm. groups have a question or, or need to know something, you're kind of the the in-between. You find out the answer or or get the answers for us. Uh, but you also bring things down from the club to the supporters. Hey, this is a new thing we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you just, for the average folks, explain game day, just what you do on game day. Because you oh, are... Yeah busy from the moment you wake up i'm sure what's breakfast yeah breakfast. that's the first uh so breakfast is usually um i try to take lauren out to breakfast my wife lauren out to breakfast on game days because it's such a busy day so uh typically a chicken biscuit something like that i just want real greasy you know yeah you know gets the system going as you should get Um, a good base yeah good baseline um but no so uh game days it's it's kind of changed for me 
uh city two games were even different than my usl days which were even different than the friendly in november which was even different than the last two weeks um i've had different experiences on game days so i'm either at the stadium at 8 a.m or about 2 p.m it just kind of depends on what's going on that day um helping out our ops team getting the section set up before florida noise comes in and actually sets it up um so i'm doing a lot of that prep and prime work um and then oh the other thing i do is our, our street team i help with that as well so that's the last thing um so like Helping. you're out sweeping streets, being a <laughs> traffic director, that uh, kind of street thing? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, it depends on the hat, right? H- hustling for change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm there helping our street team get set up with the activations and things they're doing on the plaza. Um like uh, last week they did enter to win. So I was making sure they're in place for that. And then they had all their gear. Um, and then, like I said, roping off the section for the March. And then uh, I actually got to attend the tailgate this past week, which was great. Or the street party, excuse yes. me, uh, <laughs> for a little while, uh, which was great. Got to come over, see everybody, make sure y'all were all good. Uh, and then I'm normally the person that's 20 feet in front of the March. Yeah. Um, and I do but that. Also, on- you're connecting with like before. Yeah. Like we have to get in yep. some equipment. We have to get in flags. We yep. have to get in so, drums and that stuff. And so you're the one who coordinates let's start all a, Let's start with flags because I want, since it's only, we're only five minutes into the show, yep. I want people to hear this early before they <laughs> stop paying attention. Okay. What is the process for bringing flags in, Caleb? The process for bringing flags in. Yes. Anything that is over three foot by five foot has to be pre-approved. Which three foot... Three foot by five foot is your normal size normal, flag. Normal, kind of standard. Country, like if you wanted you to bring know, in a USA flag, exactly. Most right? of them are three by five, with no um, fl- with no pole or anything. You can bring that in. A hundred percent. So the other caveat you said it, Brad, is if it's on a pole, you have to you have to have the pole pre-approved, which is through our recognized supporter groups, uh, the St. Louisans, the SLC Punks, Santos, the Thieves, uh, No Nap City Ultras, Florida Noise. Oh my god, I feel like I always miss somebody. I think, I think that's, that's everybody. Six, yeah. 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 Um, I think that's everybody. Um, so so basically the what Wednesday before the match, I get the list in from everybody saying and that's hey. the key. And that's the key. <laughs> the Wednesday before the match, right? Um and that's So if so, you reach out to us on Thursday before the game and say It's too late. I would like my flag to come into the game. I would love it next week. <laughs> Which and, and I and I do want to say that because I mean obviously we're talking about a supporter section of three thousand people. For sure. Not all of them are members of, of groups. Sure. Not all of them are on discords or Snapchats mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, groups that, you know, we B- have Bumble. To, Bumble to connect with each other. But I do want to say you don't have to be a member of one of those groups to get a flag in. What you have to do is make friends with some of those groups. Like For we sure. could we could get an independent members flag in with our batch as long mm-hmm. as they let us know by Wednesday and mm-hmm. and we say, you know, Caleb, this is so-and-so. He's planning on bringing this flag. It's got this pole. Here's a picture of the flag to make sure it's, you know, going to fly with whatever you guys are sure. doing. Mm-hmm. And the pole complies with the rules that you have. Yep. Then you can get it approved, but it has to be done. You can't just come up Saturday morning and say, hey, I want to bring this into the game today. Correct. Uh, and that is so my security team, my operations team knows exactly what's coming in. Everyone feels comfortable with it. Um, and that way, you know, the guest experience staff when the, that are standing at the gate for the march go, okay, cool, we're all good. They all know what's happening. And so. I want to tie on to that. As far as the other sections in the stadium, you can bl- bring the flag in with no pole and if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's under the size. But there's no situation in which you can bring a pole to any of the other sections in the stadium. Correct. Because I know a lot of people have said, well, it's not fair that they get to have them, you know, in that section. It's a different thing. The supporter section is, I mean, it's on our tickets, you know, warning, <laughs> view may be obstructed by flags. It you know? still doesn't stop people from complaining. No, but but obviously, if you, most of the people who go into the supporter section expect that. 
it's a different situation if I paid $300 to sit, you know, in row five and there's a guy standing in front of me waving a flag. It, it's, I mean, it's a different well, sort of. Well, that's probably loots. <laughs> well, it could be. <laughs> Or but I just want so to you know, Jimmy in row five. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that you can't bring a poll to any other section. For sure. Is the yes. thing. Uh, and it's and it's you. Know, I mean, you touched on it. It's it's safety. It's it's fan experience for everyone else. You know, the sports section is. We talk about this a lot. A, a lot, right? Everyone in that section knows exactly what what they've gotten into. They've at least gotten four phone calls from me, three from Kiki. Uh, you've gotten the emails. You know what you're, you're getting into. Yeah. Um, versus everywhere else in the stadium. They didn't have that communication, yeah. so they they expected you to be able to come in, stand, sit, whatever, uh, and enjoy their, you know, I almost said popcorn, but yeah. Balkan treat box is always a good one. Just standard <laughs> experience, yeah, standard fan experience, a little bit more standard. So yeah, uh, standard soccer fan experience because it's a little bit different than yes. yeah, because there's a good chance that somebody's going to be standing for the entire game. Which is phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Well, and there have been people complaining in the other seats about people standing. It's like, no. Eh. It, here's us, the thing when we're good give us that's what happens give us a couple games you know may, maybe it'll wear off but i hope not um but so i want to say you, you do that you kind of mm-hmm. coordinate the stuff that has to come into the stadium yep. with the different groups you come back down usually uh you you relay information sometimes by text or sometimes by uh phone call hey this is going on i want mm-hmm. you guys to be aware of this and you do that to all the different groups or both yep. big tailgate parties at least and then and then you're there for the march in. Yep. Um, yeah. So for the march, I get uh, truly to the street party about let's see gatherings at six thirty. So by six twenty, I'm over there um, helping everyone kind of get together. Uh, like I said, I'm about twenty feet above in front of the march, just so the capos and the drummers know where they're headed. They have someone to look at. Um, and that do way, you ever get the urge, like Animal House, to go down a, a different street and see, <laughs> see if they'll I'm, follow you? I'm interested in what happens. Um, <laughs> does, does he get the little band yeah, the, leader a lot of poll yeah. thing? You know, a like, lot of work goes. Would into the that poll march be approved? <laughs> <laughs> well, it does as long as he didn't take it in the stadium. Right, that's true. That's true. Uh, a lot of planning goes in that yeah. march, so I think they would just leave me and go go well, what has been planned, which is fair. And I don't know if you heard our you know show a couple times ago. We were talking about it's not just like that we want to leave at six. Like mm-hmm. everything is time to the minute. Like you've got, 100%. you've got a, a massive calendar schedule in your pocket that by six thirty three we need to be at this corner by, yep. you know, six forty one, we have to be turning the corner to the stadium and like everything. It's like a NASA launch. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> like, and in the stadium, you know, everybody has to be in at this point mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. It's a very, what seems sort of loose and casual and free flowing is very orchestrated. Oh yeah. It's, it's very intentional, yeah. right? Uh, everything that we do on a game day, even, you know, I say we as in myself and the supporter groups working together and then and executive the producer, David Vetter. Yes. And, and match day <laughs> director. director of match day experience, David Vetter, uh, who shouts to David, uh, he's the best. I mean, it's it's in like five second increments, yeah. right? I know exactly what time the hype video is going to play. I know exactly what time the march needs to be there. To your point, so uh, even if the jumbotron's not working, <laughs> are we going to blame that on the cold weather because it was so cold? Uh, no, it's with the rigging. Oh, okay. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, I'm just glad we had power to the stadium and we could play the game. <laughs> Baby steps. I so, notice how tight Caleb's mouth gets yeah. when we're making these jokes. He's like, I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. So we all get into the stadium. Yep. And then your day's done. You can just relax, right? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> um, so so I, I 
I this is I joke with people a lot. So I'm you know me, I'm a storyteller. So I get I get messaged a lot on LinkedIn, Twitter, hey, I want to work in sports. I love soccer. I want to work in sports. And I say that's great. Do you like watching soccer? Yes, I do. I watch every minute. Great. I don't watch soccer. That's right. I watch people watch soccer. Yes. Uh, so if you see me, my mom has actually texted me. Shouts mom has texted me that she watches all of our games and she watches me pace yeah. the <laughs> north end. And she's like, you don't ever look at the field. And I was like, no. I've seen no. I've seen a few of the goals, which is great. So I appreciate that. But I, I literally walk up and down the north sideline. Our director of field field management is going to ting you know bing uh you need one of those heart rate monitors yeah, the players wear i do i yeah. want to see your heat map <laughs> <laughs> it's just this really dark line yeah just, the just it's super dark right <laughs> he um, covered the whole touch line yeah uh but you know i'm, I'm looking up i make yeah. sure everything was okay i'm i'm kind of temp checking the section almost in real time uh working with our cse staff our guest experience staff to make sure everyone's having a good time but you know not crossing that line type deal uh it's funny you mentioned the heat map i think our first game day i walked 14 miles sounds was, about right i was like i feel like i outpaced some of the players but hey whatever uh <laughs> no, no no out distance out distance let's Excuse not me. use yeah. pace not pace no no no, no. <laughs> uh i'm deceptively quick i'm not that quick um i think we have races to do <laughs> i'm good he's uh, he's quick he's not fast yes. oh, okay first first two steps like a like a rocket but after that trails off pretty quickly <laughs> pretty fast uh, but yeah so i'm 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 watching that i'm i'm checking in on our capos on our drum corps to make sure that they're good uh as much as i can from the field so i'm like making faces up at zach and he's making yeah. faces down at me um but you know we're we're in constant communication the whole time and uh you know, doing doing a little bit of seat visits for those people in the front rows to make sure that they're good, having a good time, um, and just interacting with people, which is great. Trying to build that relationship up a little bit um, because you know we're we're trying to build something that lasts forever, and the only way that that happens is if, is if people feel the connection to the club. Um, but yeah, no, I I love what I do on game days. Game days is what I live for, um, and I I love being able to watch the moment somebody becomes a fan. And I, I watch, I mean, you, we've all seen the baby, right? Yeah. Uh, the baby is great. Yeah. Um, there was a, another kid anecdotally near the baby. I think it was the, it was the first game and you got to see the look on his face when we scored a goal. And I was like, this kid is in for life. Yep. Yeah. Right. And it's like, cool that I'm, I'm great. This is, yeah. today was a success, uh, which is awesome. Which is why I get up in the mornings. Well, and the alarm clock. Oh, and the alarm clock. That's true. So we're we're four games in, but two home games. Mm-hmm. Um, your job has been made, I think, significantly easier by sure. the team getting off to the start that it has. Yeah, uh, it's easy to make new fans when it's all going our way, and twenty thousand people are all chanting and screaming, and well, that, and we're the, winning. They're, they're sellouts too. And it's well, not like yeah. it's not like there's a lot of tickets for sale. No, but. no, <laughs> but it, but I mean, you, I mean, you worked at Birmingham. We spent some time with St. Louis FC. And eventually, City will lose a game. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, possibly. But when you... It's a lot different prospect when, you know, say you, you have one of those nights where you lose three to nothing. Mm-hmm. You're looking for that kid in the audience that, that had the moment. And there's none of them. So, so uh, that's the one way, right? That yeah. had that moment. Or the other way is um, a bad PK call. So I remember yeah. mm-hmm. against SKC2 at SIUE last year, mm. there was a, yeah. a very early uh, oh, yes, SKC. Yes, yes. Yeah. There was a very yes. early penalty call, and the whole crowd starts booing. And yeah. I was like, we just made 10,000, or we just made 500 new fans. You're, yeah. very, you're very much so. Yeah, you know, so, right. it's, so it's like either way, which is super fun. But yeah. Um, just a, a boring United nil-nil. against a common enemy. A, a boring nil-nil draw where nothing happens and the ball doesn't move to either end. 
Hey, that's at least we had some good pizza. Um, yeah, there you, you know, salad, you know, whatever you want to call it. Crab uh, Rangoons. Ew, yeah, the Crab Rangoons are very good. They are very I good. Had, I had one on Saturday. We, we had them last week, uh, the first, first game. game yeah. uh, Delicious. Uh, Jen Brown comes down with a bag of them, and she's like, they were just giving them away. Oh. Like, cause it was like, well, she was the like, 80th minute. Yeah, oh. she like bought a bag, and they said, here, take two more. <laughs> oh, well, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, somebody somebody came by and handed me one. My so boss, good. Kelly, handed me one on Saturday and she was like, You look what you haven't eaten today. Here's a crab and goon. And I was like, Thank you. Uh very, very nice in the nice cold weather. Yes. yes. Um and then not only are you on duty for home games and, mm-hmm. and on duty throughout the week, not mm-hmm. alone not only for club business, but also having various meetings with different fans and different fan groups and you know transferring information to so make sure everybody knows what's going on away games now sometimes there's like an away game where we don't have any fans going Mm -hmm. so you won't have to but if there's one fan going you kind of have to be there so so the way we do it uh away games are kind of interesting and i know this will lead into it so i'll just get into the process for it right so um the way we do away tickets at st louis city soccer club i talked with a couple different people across the league i'm I'm good friends with a lot of liaisons across the league and i got the recommendation i was like hey i want to do this idea where we offer the tickets up and i got i did all the research and stuff like that so so we buy the tickets for uh traveling supporter section season ticket holders first so and just so people know each club is mandated by the league mm-hmm. to provide a certain amount for sure of yeah. tickets i believe it's a hundred is that number okay. most teams go above and beyond right um it just kind of depends on the stadium but, uh, but kansas city doesn't have a lot of seats not a lot of seats but seattle's got sixty thousand. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah. a little bit different right um so it just kind of depends on the club so um most clubs are pretty are really great to work with. So, for example, Austin, we had 150 fans go. Yeah. We had more than that, but um, in that, the in, in our supporter section, section yeah. right? Uh, what they what they said this the is the away supporters. Correct. Yeah. Block. So yeah. so we got those tickets. I traveled with them. We had security calls in the week leading up to it. You know, making sure we're following their rules, um, which. If you guys, you neither of you have traveled with me with yet, but you can definitely ask Austin Adams. I'm a stickler for away team rules because yeah. I'm not going to let somebody disrespect our house, so I'm not going to go disrespect. Well, we did house. we did the same thing for the past six years. Well, true, sure, that's a good point. You and, know, I, but, yes, but, but it, it, I do. But we, I do want to tell this to people who who maybe aren't familiar with traveling. For sure, there, there is a certain respect, and there is a a protocol of how we expect our fans to behave on the road, and we expect that kindness in return. Yes. So, like, when the other team's doing their march to the match, that's their moment. Mm. Like, we do not interfere. We don't march with them. We don't mm. throw our flags and scarves up. Don't you try know, to steal their scars or flags. That kind of stuff, obviously. Like a TIFO. Like, somebody said, we should do a TIFO when we're in Kansas City. No. you TIFOs mm. are for the home team to yep. show their support. Like, I'm not saying we can't be boisterous and we can't be loud supporters, but there are certain things that, we will abide by the rules they provide. For sure. So Austin, for example, it's um, no instruments, no megaphones. You pretty much have your voices, right? right? You can have flags, and that's about it. And um, 150 of us from St. Louis outchanted La Miorga. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so We could hear. Which is, <laughs> yeah, which is, um, I, I joked with some of the people, you know, there. I was like, you can tell everyone in the world where you were when Jao Klaus silenced yeah. La Miorga, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which is phenomenal. Um, I have a lot of respect for Austin and what they do. Yeah. Again, I know they're a liaison, uh, so he's become a friend. But it was just a cool moment. Even post game, he was like, "Yeah, we could hear you guys." Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "That was pretty cool." Well, and and we do have 
differences in away trips. For example, that was the first game. First mm-hmm. game ever. We knew there was going to be a lot of people who would do everything they could to go. So, For sure. like you said, we not only sold the 150 tickets that, that the team got, but a lot of people bought individual tickets yep. and, and were scattered around the stadium. Lots of city red. Yeah. So, and then obviously when we do, when we do Chicago, when we do Kansas City, when we do Nashville, Cincinnati, the, these closer trips, there's going to be a lot of people go, as many as can, as many can get tickets, that kind of thing. Then you do things like Portland or Seattle that are a longer trip. Mm-hmm. It obviously costs more money. Mm-hmm. You got to get a hotel, but they're also a little bit more iconic. No, no, I, and, sure. and like I'm going not, to Colorado, people may not go to Colorado. Yeah, but but, but my point is, it costs more to go, so the crowds are going to be a little smaller. But I think the hype for this team and the way St. Louis fans are in general, we're going to have at least some people at every game. Sure. But we know, like for this, for example, this week you've mentioned today. You had a supporters call with the supporter groups today. Sarah posted some of that information on our public page for anybody going to Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. What you're saying, the rules, what yep. we can bring, what we can't bring, what time we're supposed to meet, all that good stuff. Even though we know there's not going to be 100 people there, even if there's one person making the trip, Caleb's scheduling this call. Yep. Caleb is talking to their people. Mm-hmm. And something you know, somebody asked today in their rules, it was like, after the game, you will stay there in your section for 15 minutes mm-hmm. with with a guard, and you are escorted out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't because we've done anything wrong. This is just sort of typical away fan protocol. It's a bit of courtesy to both sides, really. Just and to so there's let no, the home fans get out. Yeah, and and then there's no possibility of conflict, especially you, after you've been drinking, and <laughs> and especially after we win in their house. So, exactly. So I I tell this story a lot. Uh, holds is an interesting one. It was. It was in Birmingham. Um, Indy Indy Eleven came down, and they were one of our few that that came down. It was it was like a, I think it was maybe like a two one game. I don't remember who was winning, it, but it was pretty chill. Yeah. It was a, it was a chill game. It was fair. Everyone was fine with the result. And I was like, man, I don't I don't really think we need a hold. And I'm staying with the Indy guy. And I was like, I don't think we need a hold. I think we're fine. And then the 96th minute, a Birmingham player kicks an Indy player in the face. Yeah. He just falls down weird and kicks out and hits him straight in the neck. And I went, so fun fact, you guys are now in a hold. Yeah. And I'm going to go get my guys out of here. And he goes, heard. I uh, yeah. completely understand. Well, and, and, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen. And that's a good example because, like, we've, we've traveled to Indy several times. We've partied with their fans. Like, Good crowd. I mean, good mm. fans. Uh, Birmingham's fans, I've heard nothing but good things about them. Heard terrible things about their liaison. Yeah. But but uh, an incident like that can spark a little bit of... Uh, hostility. Not even hostility, just a little bravado mm-hmm. in the supporters group, sticking up for my guy. Now, 10 minutes later, when everyone's in the parking lot, all chill again. Yeah. We were all eating pizza. It was great. And, and I will say 90% of the fans in MLS will be cool. Like, you can go to... You know, this isn't, you know, we can go to Minnesota. We'll this be isn't Liverpool fine. in the 80s. This isn't, you know, ugliness, but Millwall West Ham. There are a couple of groups in the league that have a little bit of a <coughs> reputation for starting starting aggro, shall we say. So these sort of holds aren't because anybody's done anything wrong. They're just sort of to, to you know, you build defense. Preventative measures. <laughs> exactly. So when people, some people saw that and were like, what do we do wrong? Why are, why are they, you know, securing us? It's like, no, that's just normal. 
like wherever you're set up before the game, there is a liaison representative from the away team that will escort you to your gate. Uh, so you're not going in the same gate with the supporters at the same time, mm-hmm. just all that kind of stuff. So that's, I just want to make yeah. that clear. And like I said, it's, it's whether there's going to be 10 people there or 200 people there for sure. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the two home games we've had mm-hmm. from your perspective and from the club's perspective. Yeah. Things gone well. Yeah. Overall, I think things have been, I think it's a dream start. I think it's, you know, we spent, I've been here two years in June. So a year and nine months. And I mean, we've talked about this a lot. I think I even talked about it the first time I was on the podcast. We talked about this idea of something, right? So to spend the last two weekends standing in it and it being, oh man, it's real, Yeah, you know, has been really cool. Um, And it's been surreal at times. I think the first game, everyone said it. it was like, take a minute. Yeah. And and understand what happened and and why how long it took to get here and all the work it took to get here. So um, it's you really couldn't ask for anything better. Um, as a southern guy, I wish it, wish it had snowed last weekend. <laughs> but like yeah. some of the pictures are really cool, right? Um, I got a lot of use out of my out of my parka, which is awesome. <laughs> so nice and warm. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been phenomenal. The guys have been great. Uh, the crowd has been amazing, and you know there is that moment especially of the first game, it's like, is this going to work? Right. We've all done all this work. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you me, never know the drum yeah. corps, And it's like, cool. We marched in. Is this going to work? What's about to happen? And I, you know, before that first game, Mitch, you were there a little bit for, for practice on, on some of the TIFOs and things like that. And I, and I talked to, to Florida noise and I, I told him straight up and I was like, Hey guys, you are the only people that know what's about to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had a similar conversation with Pete in the concourse yeah. when I was heading out because he stopped me and we ended up talking for a little bit. And and I'm like, so much, so much. And he and he just looked at me and goes, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm glad you think so because I don't. But, like, it was, <laughs> but there is that moment kind of like old school when you're Will Ferrell and you're buck naked and you yell, we're going streaking and you take off and then you just hope everybody's behind you mm-hmm. yeah. and and that's kind of how it is like we know we've got chance planned we've got you know all this you know you guys have mapped everything out to the second this is all going to happen and you're like is it just 10 of us or is everybody yeah. going to be with us yeah. is is it going to happen yeah. right and and i i say it a lot every time there's that little bit of doubt that creeps in the back of my head yeah. it immediately gets shut up because it's like yeah well, we're st louis right anytime anyone doesn't bet on st louis st louis shows up uh, but show me, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, we're the show it's me. It's like state. we're gonna yeah. show you, right? Yeah. Um, so it's been it was it's been phenomenal, and I'm excited to see where this goes. Especially as we get a little bit warmer, um, get some more people engaged. Some of the chants get get um, spread throughout a little bit. Um, I and heard you f- add new things to add, the like actually, this week. The the red glow at the beginning of the game. Yeah, amazing in like, pictures, and and it was a surprise mm-hmm. to. I mean, some people probably knew this was going to happen, but it was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. It was it was a really cool moment. Yeah. Um, we got to be a part of. Oh, uh, which is which is awesome. I got I got reports from other people throughout the stadium because you know I'm a, I'm pacing the yeah. sideline. I'm I'm getting my dark red line at the north yeah. end. But there were people that were walking on the concourse and it was like, hey Caleb, like this is really cool. You can hear the drums. You can kind of hear the chants. But like people are singing. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, people are just there's like pockets of people singing 
different songs yeah and it's like well that's great like we have this fan culture that's developing it's like no i want to be engaged like how do we spread what is being sung to get all 22 five singing that um you know STL is really easy because it's yeah. three letters. Um, but, you know, uh, have you seen well, some of these people? Well, uh, but, well yeah. but I mean, to, to that point, you know, we've talked to Florida Noise and they, you know, when you start doing it like in the stadium with 20,000 people, it's different than when you do it with 30 people in practice. Yep. It's, oh, it's so different. So, okay, now we've got to find a better way for our capos to communicate mm-hmm. to each other. And, oh, yeah. The first time we did the Leverkusen game, we said, um, we probably got to have a capo stationed here. Mm-hmm. You know, because the sound travels one way very well, but it doesn't travel back up. Yep. Um, and things like that, that that we will learn and, and Florida Noise will learn and the team will learn oh, for sure. with repetitions. Yep. And when you find things that work, you hone those and you, and you, you know, 100%. endeavor to repeat those and not repeat the things that didn't work so well. 100%. This is, I think it's important to remember too, right? This is game two. Yeah. Right. We've had, we've had game, two yeah. games, uh, period. I know, I know the club's been around for a while as a, as a concept, yeah. but as a, as a team on the field, active entity, active yeah. entity as a first team, it's been two games. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, to your point, like this is just going to keep getting better and better. And I'm excited about it. But that. I do think a big part of that is the preparation that went into it. You know, I mean, you know, leading up, I know there was a lot of us that probably pissed you off a hundred times over just saying, dude, we need to talk more. We need to talk more <laughs> because it was, everybody yeah. had that same laser focus on getting to day one. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there was the amount of communication going through you made everything so much more cohesive Mm. and i mean first off major props to you for that i mean that was a shit ton of work congrats on what you did thank you but second of all it also says hey we know what we need to do Mm. we know other people this is their first go round. there are some people that have not even been to a two game so not even been to a soccer game, right yeah Mm. so so the idea that everybody was able to funnel all that emotion and excitement into a unified front. I mean, that's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, I don't, other than maybe college football, that's about the only other time I think you could see a stadium like that coming together under a same effort. Yeah. And I, and I think you're, you're seeing it, you're feeling it. Um, I know definitely that, that first home game downtown, you know, when they said there was like 10,000 more people than had tickets Mm -hmm. for downtown. Um, no, but, the, the stat of 100,000 people were in that general yeah, area. I mean, 5,000 people were at Schlafly. <laughs> um, just, again, everybody wanted to be a part of that moment. And then sure. the win, so they, they, you know, I mean, this is one of those things where 100,000 people will say they were at that game that day. You know, oh, yeah. we Woodstock. know there was only 22-5, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, it's it's infectious and it's contagious. And, and thank, you know, little luck bouncing our way, got some good wins. Uh, but also that speaks to the preparation. So Bradley Carnell has talked about it and Hackworth, obviously, and, and Lutz. Some of this team was built with the two team mm-hmm. where we got we brought some guys in early and we've talked about how that just getting their driver's license and getting their apartments and that kind of stuff, getting their wives or, or girlfriends settled and learning to play with each other. But also from a from a fan perspective, Yes, it wasn't 22,000 people that were coming to the two games, but it was that core group of hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about the Luligans or the supporters groups, but you know some of the people who sit around the stadium oh, yeah. were, were into City 2, bought into it, and they're, everybody who's at that stadium is kind of you know infecting the rest of the stadium. Like 
no, no, we sure. we did this at City Two, and here's how this goes. And they remember a chant from that day, and so they're singing along. Maybe the person yeah. behind them starts singing. Or the people that have never been to a game before are watching the people who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think it, for the soccer, obviously, having that year of City Two was, was very valuable. But I also think for the fan culture and for just the stadium, even though we didn't play at the new stadium, you dealing with the crowds and the mm-hmm. uh, and the, all the people who work for the club interacting with fans and so when i walk in there i know a couple of the ushers just because i've mm-hmm. seen them at city two games i know you i know mm-hmm. court anybody who was at those games knows people that are walking around that stadium and you guys know the fans makes it a little bit easier i think 100 percent, yeah it, it definitely i think i think it's a good shout of you know, looking back on City Two and the and the foundation it built, not just from a sporting perspective, but from a, a front office and a fan culture perspective as well, right? Um, I mean, you said it. I mean, I told the story earlier. We made five hundred new fans, and yeah. off of a really bad call. Um, but it is what it is, right? So it was it was those little moments that we all got to experience together, which I think was very important. And it started building that relationship with the with the the team as well, yeah. with the team and the fans, uh, which I'm all about and I'm all for. So it makes me really happy when that when that uh when that comes off. So, and we will talk about a little bit as we we go through. We're going to talk about the game and okay. and we'll speak to some of the the players. I mean, Randy Carricker made a statement, you know, that this was all new and and it was, he didn't he find it hard to believe that people had that much passion when they don't even know the players. But we do know some of these players um, from the City Two era, mm-hmm. and soccer just hits a little different. Like we make those connections quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about some of those guys coming up here, but you've spent like actual time with the players. Like we've shaken their hands or, you know, given a high five or whatever. We do have a really good group of guys, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I don't spend a ton of time with the guys or anything. Um, but you know, I, I interact with Josh a little bit, Josh yeah. Arrow a little bit, um, through like workshops and different things that we do with that nature. We, we have a really good, a really, really good group of guys. I'm, I'm, I'm close with the people that are close with the players. If that yeah. helps, yeah, yeah. uh, the, the, the caches of the world. Right. And, and we have a, a group of guys that, that really, really care. And that was so important. I know to Lutz, I mean, he said it all the time and, and Bradley as well of, I'm not signing the best soccer player. I'm trying to sign the best guy, the best yeah. human, right? Um, because w- we all know this, right? St. Louis, we can't just bring in, you know, yeah. whoever and it be like, oh, I'm I'm great. You know, it's like we gotta we gotta work that way up. And I think it's I think you're already seeing it, right? Um, what Klaus said, what last week, I finally found a home, yeah. which mm-hmm. is just phenomenal. Uh, which is what we all wanted for everyone to feel in St. Louis because it's it's hard adjusting to a new place. Well, and I think. You know, Lutz took some crap early on, you know, from the media because he would say these things like, you know, we don't believe in designated players. We believe in a designated team. And not that we aren't using our designated player spots for salary wise, but we're not signing, like you said, the big name Mm -hmm. just to just to sell tickets or, or whatever. And everybody's like, okay, we'll see how this designated team thing works out now. Obviously, we're early in the season. We're not going to declare victory just yet. (laughs) But so far. That's working. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to what you said. Guys that buy in, guys that uh, play for each other. Um, but and, I do think a big part of that city, too, where you had yes. an established, like you had the guys that were here, and then you had the people that were signed that came over from yes. Europe 
that got in a couple, you know, three, four, five games with the practices all yes. in there. Suddenly they're bought in. So then when the next guys come in, they we, are like we it's only easier had to, to acclimate. We had to incorporate smaller numbers. Yes, as to a typical twenty five people just where all at once. like in January you have to figure this out. Sure. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's a little better. Yeah, which helps. Okay, let's talk about uh, game four, the record breaking game. We are the first expansion team in MLS to go four and zero. Redonkulous. Yeah, none of us predicted that. Uh, well, and, and none of the Caleb pundits did. did. Caleb thought we would go four and zero, but no, never doubted. Some of the pundits thought we wouldn't win four games all season. Yeah, let alone the first four. And uh, as our good friend Diego Maradona once said, <laughs> "Suck it and, and carry, carry on, on sucking, sucking it." it. Uh, this one a little different. This one we didn't go down a goal. We bossed this game. It was cold as fuck. I'm sure San Jose players were not used to that level of you know temperature, but wasn't as bad in the stadium as it was out. But it was still bad. It was still I bad mean, out there. Yeah. But I mean, they took hold of that game, and and I'm going to give most of the credit to the fans. <laughs> for for spurring them on and hyping them up, uh, no, I mean honestly, it was it was a it was a great game. I want to first off, Giacchini gets the first goal. I was so happy for this kid. I, I've I've never met him. I I you know he wasn't with the two teams, so mm-hmm. we didn't see him play a lot. Uh, you saw him in spot duty last year in MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's talked about this. He's he's never. He didn't get a chance to play where he felt comfortable, uh, didn't get the minutes he wanted, didn't get in the position he wanted. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who was early on one of those guys who thought, oh, this guy could make a difference in the U.S. national team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad that he's here. I'm so glad that he's starting to feel at home. And I'm so glad he got this goal because in the last game against uh, Portland, I said I thought he was he forced one late. Like mm-hmm. we should have been closing it out, you know, but goal scorers want to score. Yeah. And he got there and he had the ball at the top of the box. And instead of putting it to the corner, he, he pulled that trigger. Yeah. Which, I mean, you want him to do, but also you want to be cognizant of what's going on around you. Let's kill the clock. Mm-hmm. But I, I was so glad he got that goal because when you get your strikers confident and when you get them scoring, you know, we've all seen whether it's hockey or soccer or, or whatever, when a guy's not scoring, he starts gripping it a little too tight. He starts trying to force things. But then when that first one falls, then he can relax a little bit. And I think seeing him and Klaus working together up there, whether that's whether that's them starting together up top in a 1-2 or bringing Giacchini on late to, to kind of come up underneath or off to the side, um, those two working together is going to be a thing of beauty. And I was glad he got that goal. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I think I think my big takeaway through four games watching our team play is you see them try things. Um, what was it they said about? And, and it's what, not out of desperation. No, no, no. It, it, it's it's what, opportunity. Exactly what they used to say about Dempsey. He just tries shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's kind of what we're doing. We're just trying things. So it's I I think I said uh, I don't remember what I said it to. It's like if they're trying this two games in at the Charlotte game. Imagine what they're going to do in June. Well, and that's the other thing. I think going into the season, most of us are thinking it's an expansion team. What they're going to do is they're going to keep it simple. They're going to have one style of play. They're going to work it, work it, work it. And, you know, come what may, they're going to keep it simple just so everybody knows what they're doing. 
Well, no, we've had four games. Now we've had four different lineups. We've had a couple different formations. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we're going to go to RSL next week, and we're going to be without Hebert, who got called up to the Canadian national team. We're going to be without Miggy, who got called up to the United States under-19 team. We still may be without Parker, who's who's coming back from an injury. We don't know if he'll be ready to start, unless you want to break some news here for us, Caleb. <laughs> no, he's saying no. Draft no, King, no draft, not, the, draft not King. that Caleb did not say he's not playing. No, Caleb, he's not he going not to break, break the news. news. Yes, DraftKings did say he was out today. Okay, so if it's so, a gambler, well, that might you be. Know. Um, but but what I'm saying is, if we've gone four games and we've mixed and matched the lineup and we've mixed and matched formations, I'd be scared if we hadn't done that. Yes. Now I know all of these guys know they can play. All of these guys have have rotated in mm-hmm. and and given a shift. Um, now, obviously, looking at central defense, Nielsen's out till May. Our our number two starter is Parker. He's he's was out the last game. Hebert's our number three starter in that center back position. He's gone away to national duty. We, we could theoretically be on our fourth and fifth depth position at center back, but I'm not afraid of that because I've seen what they do. And you know, a guy like Josh Yarrow, who I love. that's his chance he's been doing that for a year and a half it's Mm -hmm. not just two games you know or three games Mm -hmm. i really like what this team's doing so after after giacchini scores we get klaus and if you haven't seen the replay this is crazy he's what a guy it's funny too because coming in we knew he had skill we knew he had ability he's brazilian they all got skill he's a white brazilian (laughs) that's always the questionable part but you know, it, it was the thing that we came in here, and it was like, okay, what's he gonna really produce in MLS? Like, yeah, it's always okay. He's Brazilian. He played in Europe, and then he's come to MLS. You got all these factors that you're kind of like, and he's, is it gonna add up? And it's deceptive when you see yes. him play. He's big. He's lanky. He, he I mean, I think he doesn't take long strides. I think Taylor Twelman described him as like a, a baby deer trying yeah. to get out of a car <laughs> or something. Um, and this run is a perfect example of that. It's kind of all over the place, but when you're watching, he's always got the ball where it needs to be. So he may look a little ungangly, but he knows exactly where that ball is, and he's touching it perfectly, and he's playing with joy. He's, you know, I mean, it is that Brazilian, you know, whether it's Ronaldinho or Kaká or or Ronaldo one, they play with that smile on their face. And don't get me wrong, if the ball doesn't go where he wants and you didn't pass it to him, he will let you know about it. But this is a guy who's out there having fun, you know, and, and might be what you said, Caleb. He's finally found a home. He mm-hmm. feels comfortable here. Again, if, if you've got that guy scoring, you get Giacchini scoring. Uh, we got goals coming basically from all over the field, including the defend, defenders. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's not front-loaded. And you've got Loven, who's just in the middle, pulling strings however he wants. Oh, my goodness. What a guy. It's just crazy. It's just you. You watch Leuven, yeah. and you immediately think, "Well, this is the best guy on the field." It, whatever happens is yeah. this guy, right? And I I called that before the Austin game because somebody's like, "What do you think is going to be?" And I said, "This is going to be the battle between Jerusi and Leuven." Yeah. And what had happened? Jerusi scored a goal, and Leuven had what one yeah. assist or two, 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 something like remember. that. I don't. I don't it, doesn't it doesn't matter because he doesn't matter. He's he, involved. He, he was it. doing. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. Uh, so it's like both guys. Oh my goodness. Well, it's just, what a what a what a 
blessing. Yeah. And we talked about it. And we talked about it the last couple of pods. You didn't know. All these gambles. Lutz and Carnell put a lot of faith in their scouting, in their system, and in the guys they identified. But you never really know till they're in the system, till they're in the game, till they're in the league. And so far, you know, cross your fingers, knock on the wood, their picks have been good. They're they're coming to fruition. Um, Blom's one I missed. Blom was out sick last week. Uh, I don't know if he'll be back again this week, but that's another one that we've missed. That's a big part. Uh, missing Parker this week. That's a big part. But the guys that have stepped in anytime yeah. somebody's missing. Yeah. You don't notice they're which, missing. Which speaks that's, to, like I said, the scouting and the depth. It's and amazing. The, yeah. So, and then, you know, we're not going to go through the whole game, but Ostrick got his goal, another great goal. And again, another one of those guys that you see it coming, you see it coming. You're glad it, glad he got his goal. And you can see big things coming from, because these guys all want that, that juice, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that confidence that that comes with okay now not only is everybody else getting in on it i'm getting in on it mm-hmm. and that makes them happy and, and they're not garbage goals no, that's no. the other yeah. part too like you watch the build-up to every one of these yeah. pretty much they're clean build-ups there's not you know oh it's a broken play and it went off the defender and fell at his feet yeah it, it's no you can see what's going to happen as it builds up well and and if you get a chance this is going to be the podcast where we plug other podcasts uh, Tom Timmerman this week had Giacchini on on their podcast, mm. and it's a really good interview. You should listen to it. But he talks about that like he was in the box because that's where he was supposed to be on that play. And the ball comes in, and he said before he hits the ball, I think it was Bell that, that crossed it in, he saw where his eyes went, and he knew I have to be in this zone because, you know, but it's that sort of second nature you get mm-hmm. while playing with each other which is A, trusting the system, B, trusting your teammates that he's going to put that ball where it needs to be, and then you do And see the, confidence in yourself to get to, to that To get point. there. So the next time Bell's there, he knows Giacchini can get there. I just have to get it there. And Giacchini knows Bell can put it there. I just have to get there. But they also know I can be where I'm supposed to right. be, and I'm fine, and that's going to throw the defenders off because – if you go A, he's fine. If you go B, he's fine. Well, and that's then you get to the point of uh, Klaus and Giacchini playing well together. Klaus knows, okay, I know Giacchini's going to hit that spot because he can do it. I'm going to release over here. That way, if that doesn't work out, you know, there's another option. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that the more they play together, the better it will get. And they've already they've already started to click. Sometimes it takes half a season for guys to click and these are top tier behaviors that are coming early they're not like hard working ones these are high high intuitive high skill actions so everybody played great we know give another shout out this was roman's first clean sheet uh not only was it a clean sheet sometimes a goalie doesn't do much to get the clean sheet because you know the the ball's off the other hand he made some good saves Mm -hmm. uh and he's also you know He's part. He's he's an offensive goalkeeper. Like he starts that mm-hmm. that flow back out. So there was a point on on Saturday where you know when he was at, at our end, and I turned to talk to somebody for a second. I turned around. I'm like, oh shit, where's Berkey? Oh, he's up near midfield. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you, like you just get this moment of like, oh my god, 
Oh, okay. I forgot who we're talking <laughs> well, about. Well, and I mean, like that first game, it's it's going to happen. He's going to yeah. get caught out of position sometimes, or or it's going to be a wild chip because that's just what happens. But that's the gamble you you make when you've got a guy like that. And I think even uh, Vantage Deal said it after like the first game. Well, he's going to give up a goal, but he's going to get us two. Just mm-hmm. by the way he plays the ball out of the back. Yep. So I mean, it's like another fullback. Yeah. Let's talk about okay. That I mean, that's the game. Three to nothing. We go up four four or four zero on the season. Um, there are other teams that are unbeaten, but we're the only team that has won every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to Salt Lake, guys. Salt Lake. There are no easy games in MLS anymore. No. Um, Salt Lake. It's going to be cold. But we know our guys can play in cold because they did it this week. Uh, altitude at Rio Tinto is a little rough, uh, especially in the cold weather. Uh, but this team is is sort of built to run, right? Like mm-hmm. their conditioning has to be high to play this style of soccer we play. That said, anything can happen. And, I, and Timmerman made a good point. There's a lot of new fans to soccer that – you know, they do expect us to win every game. <laughs> uh, but going on the road, a point is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to set our expectations too high. I mean, we could actually lose this game and it's fine. But if we go in no, there... No, it's not. <laughs> but if we go in there and get a point, that is what you want. Like, the motto is win at home, get as many points as you can on the road. So, it's going to be a tough game. But the way they're playing, the way they're clicking... It's not like RSL is the best team in the league. I, I got to like our chances. Mitch, what do you think? Prediction? Okay, considering, don't forget, Hebert's out, Parker may be out. 2-1 uh, us. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to say 2-0 us. Ooh. Because I think Roman, Roman liked that little taste of clean sheet. I think... Uh, See, I was thinking, you know, with the with the depleted back sure, line, sure. there might be a, a one misstep I or think something like that. The new guys are going to be so afraid of Roman. <laughs> That's if also they a possibility. Fuck up. That's also a possibility. So they're going to step up and play even better. Can we have Roman like come over and yell at people at the uh, street, street party? party? That'd be great. That would be great. Um, he's a little busy on game day, though. Well, yeah, I guess a little so. busy. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I think you know Roman is a, an elite athlete, and and he's played at Dortmund at the highest level at the, at the champions league, you know, he's, he's experienced everything. Um, so much so to the fact that, you know, somebody asked him about the crowd. He said, they're great. And he said, how does it compare to Dortmund? And he laughed. He said, well, it's not Dortmund, you know, like, <laughs> like Rowan's not going to bullshit us. He's, I mean, and he's right. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing compares to the yellow wall, but what I'm saying is he's seeing, uh, Leuven get the player of the week. He's seeing Klaus get the player of the week. He's seeing, all these guys get the plaudits, and and I think Roman's gonna say, "I'm the most expensive goalie in this league. It's my turn. I want some of that motherfucker. <laughs> I want to be the man." So I think Roman's gonna be a little a little up after this goalie goal. I just think he's never he's never gonna let him score again. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I, I, so we can tie, but technically we can't. I don't lose. know. There, I, I'm thinking that there might be a chance of him putting one in from midfield or something. Could be. You know. He could. Honestly, I genuinely think there's I think, a I high think possibility Roman, of that happening. Roman this will year. score. The over unders won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roman scoring this year. Yes. I bet the over kids. <laughs> uh, 
That's, that's your lock of the week. <laughs> DraftKings lock of the week. Roman Berkey will be the highest scoring goalkeeper in the league this season. That's actually a pretty actually could be because he does get credit for assists, right? If if he if he throws it out, one yep. guy touches it, he he does get a yeah. yeah. So Roman Roman Berkey will be the highest scoring keeper in the league. Yeah, mark Likely. it, mark it down, mark it zero, dude. All right, uh, I do want to mention for this game RSL, we will be at a different venue for our watch this party. This is true. Explain so, why what's going on. Mitch. So for those that don't know that we're usually at Schlafly for our watch parties, but this weekend is their annual Stout and Oyster Fest. They have a big deal. This is a massive thing. <laughs> like the the entire parking lot is one giant tent. Like it, it's that big of an event. I think so, they, they cleaned out the Atlantic Ocean of oysters. Yes. It's and they're being in a parking possible. lot. They may have made oysters out of like, imitation are they lab meat. are they lab grown oysters <laughs> i was thinking it's like the crab sticks where it's like instead not of the, actual instead crab of the meat. clamshells they're in petri dishes <laughs> but the but anyway so this is a huge event they're obviously not going to have space for us there because it's going to be insane down there if you get an opportunity they asked politely well they just basically said listen i don't anyway, I don't even yeah. yes it's stout and oyster fest i know i've been once it is insane it is that many people it's there it's even better if you enjoy stouts and oysters i just enjoy oysters well I but like they have it. other beers yeah. besides stouts okay but so as a result we will be at our at our good friend's second shift uh libby has said yes please come down join us and well, they've been showing the games anyway. Yes, and, so. and they have a projector so there is plenty yeah. of visibility in that place lots of tables Delicious beers. Yes. We know that for a fact. I've heard that the uh, the food window there, that there's a T-Rav pizza that's supposedly really good. It's delicious. On it? I have not had it. It so. is delicious. And, and this is a man that knows his pizza. Yeah. And well, his I mean, Jeremy Tripp and I split it the last time we were there. A T-Rav salad? You split it. You didn't it, eat it by yourself? Well, so to be fair. They got two. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a second one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. No, it's, it's delicious. Okay, so there you go. And... For those that don't know, there's a little surprise coming on that day. What is it, Mitch? What is it, Mitch? They have come out with a Brooligan shirt. Oh. That is in city red. It's pink. <laughs> with the new Brooligan's logo on the front. Yes. Second shift on the back. It is amazing looking. Good looking tee. It is a great looking tee. So those will be available there. They might have some other little dudes and duds. Oh, they always have dudes and duds because they've got all sorts of great little merchandise. You're going to start seeing co-branded merchandise there. We're already talking about that kind of stuff. But most importantly, it's a great place to watch a game, have ourselves a good old time, get a handful of uh, beers in you and have three points to come home with. Yep, Down on the hill. Where, where else would you want to be? In St. Louis, then on the hill watching what soccer. What if we went and got Joya's Deli sandwiches beforehand? Maybe. I'm, I'm up for it. Have you done the Joya's yet? I have done Joya's. Okay. Good stuff. Very good. Okay. Yeah. okay. You've probably we eaten at more St. Louis places than I have. Yeah, that's probably, probably true. We did, a, uh, we did the holiday salami log for Thanksgiving this Ooh, year. Ooh. It was very good. You're throwing down. Yeah. Very good. Well, and you've got to uh, attest to all of the great local food partners and drink partners that are at the stadium. Exactly. Yeah. You couldn't just, you know assign that to somebody else you what got a personal a sham? exactly no, yeah, I, he's got to be a good supporter liaison yeah, that's right you know if a supporter comes out and says caleb what's something good that i would eat here I you guess. have to have a you have to have a wide and varied palette to be able to offer exactly. these people well and I, I i'm sure there were a few that you just said nope not good enough for our fans get out bring the next <laughs> one in you don't have to say who they were but i know you you care about our our palettes i do as it were i do 
Okay, let's talk about uh, the news and notes from around the league that we need to hit, and then we'll get some questions. Uh, first, let's address it. The uh, Sporting Kansas City being the soccer capital of America. Mitch, what say you? Cunt. Oh, wow. I wow. Mean, honestly. I didn't expect that. Honestly. This is fucking ridiculous. Yes, but, they had the so. they had the patent a long time ago. It expired. Yes. The podcast started. They didn't go searching out for people who first don't off. know what you're talking about. We should probably explain. No. <laughs> Our friends, the Soccer Capital Podcast. Uh, they've been doing their podcast for a couple of years now. New members of the Wolgan Podcast <laughs> Network. Yes, you'll be able to hear them on our lovely network. Uh, good guys, good show. Uh, more news and analysis than we do. So if you're looking for a better show than ours, well, throw, that's, that's throw, why we're bringing them on. Throw the a network. fucking rock. That's why we're. But, <laughs> that's why we're bringing them on the network. <laughs> that's right. Um, but anyway, they uh, have been doing their show for a couple of years, and then out of the blue, the other day, they got a letter from a lawyer saying, you know. Basically, you got three days to change the name of your pod, or we're coming at you. Um, so they that was the second warning. Okay, actually. that was the second but, warning. Yeah, okay. but yeah, but yeah. so they have uh, now changed their name. They're the River City Ramble now. Great name. They like the name. They're happy about that. But as I said on Twitter, it does kind of feel like the the somebody called the cops on the kids with the lemonade. Yeast it stand. is the bulliest of bully moves for MLS teams to do. I, I get they own the copyright, which we trademark trademark, which is weird because we also have scarves that say the soccer capital. Well, and we also and, went into their building with a sign <laughs> uh, several years ago before yeah, all I this mean, happened. Stars was putting some good uh, articles on Twitter from like 1910. Where we were <laughs> called the soccer capital yeah. of the United States. Yeah, it's um, amazing. Yeah, it's uh, The a, Riverfront it's a, Times had a really good article about it today, yeah, too. It's a weird thing to trademark, um, but... Honestly, it's it, like Cardinals trademarking best fans in baseball right it's really kind of cringy yeah i mean it's really but also like they could have they could have trademarked it and they could sell t-shirts that say that whatever but they could have also said hey guys we recognize that you guys have been around for a couple of years you feel free to keep using the name but but you know don't sell don't sell shirts merch with it or, or whatever. whatever like yeah they could have there's allowed. plenty of ways that they yeah. could have been which it wasn't just our friends at uh what is it? River, Town River, River City Ramble. River City Ramble. Uh, our friends at Arch Apparel. Uh, yes. They, they were selling a scarf that said America's first soccer capital or something like to that effect. They also received a letter from the same lawyers at Sporting Kansas City uh, saying they no longer can sell that scarf. Um, it's interesting because, Caleb, you do not have to comment. I know you work for the team, but. Probably shouldn't. In the branding of our team, like the SC not only stands for soccer club, but also stands for soccer capital. I'm wondering, are, is Sporting Kansas City going to sue St. Louis City? Is that going to happen? That seems, that would be a bold move. Uh, as his representation on this podcast, I will say that he has no comment at this time. Uh, what we do know for sure, though, as Mitch said, they have more lawyers than they have goals this season. So that's good news. Um, and if we do win the title. I mean, honestly, they, I mean, lawyers aren't cheap. No. If you're going to go chasing every little person like March Apparel and, and yeah, I mean, how can you afford a striker or a good game plan that enables you to win? Well, I'll, I'll I will tell you right now the game plan. I've figured it out. I know what they're going to do. Is is the lawyer a striker? No. What they're planning on doing is losing the popular vote 
and then challenging the results in court. <gasps> so we will win the MLS Cup, mm. and then they will protest it and try to deny the certification when everybody goes to that's you know, that's so you know what that's that's very they're going to they're going to look for hanging chads they're going to look for an electoral college of some sort yes. to award them the trophy yeah yeah so that's all I want to say about that uh, that sucks but you know what doesn't suck River City Ramble no it's great you should download that podcast you should subscribe they are getting to it such great attention from this. Yeah. Like the amount of downloads that they have or subscriptions that they've gotten I think from they've, this, they've definitely, just out of spite from the entire league. I think they've definitely won the uh, battle of public opinion. Oh, there's no question. Okay. So, But I think really the real battle will be when we have the Andrea Kimball Cup. Yes. Yes. The, the cup between the two teams. Yes. She's the lawyer. So named for the lawyer who, who sent the ceased and desist order. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's talk about, this is a little bit uh, into Caleb's area of expertise. Pizza? Uh, no, not the pizza. Um, I had somebody reach out to me privately. Didn't want, didn't want their name said, but he had some concerns about one of the celebrations that people do in the supporter section. He, he, and he even told me who did it. It was an old school Luligan. He didn't want to, he didn't feel comfortable telling him at the game to knock it the fuck off. Uh, throwing beers. Mm. We know, now look, we know it happens. And we know... In a moment of joy, you jump up and the beer is in your hand, and that I, happens. I am definitely guilty of that. Yes. Um, but we also know that some people have sort of made this a thing now where when they score, they throw a beer on purpose to the point that I think some people buy an extra beer and have it there ready <laughs> for when we score to throw. First now here's, of all, that's now, wasting well, money. Well, that, that is a big waste of money. Those beers aren't cheap. But here's what I'll say about that. I don't know what the official club rule is there one on throwing beer. Probably not. Probably not specified. Is that in the fan code of conduct? It's kind of because it's kind of weird. Why would you make a rule for Being that? Quiet, because I'm thinking through every word of that code. <laughs> but here's what I want to say, you, Caleb. Do you think about that for a second? But here's what I want to say about that. You know how we've talked about. Like, for example, the flags. Some people like the flags. Some people don't like the flags. The great thing about having a 3,000-seat supporter section is you can kind of move to the side or you can move to the top. If the flags bother you, you can find an area where the flags aren't as, as in play. This person who wrote to me, again, <laughs> on the condition of anonymity, he said he wouldn't have minded it so much. First of all, he didn't like being coated with beer, but he gets it. You know, he's in the supporter section. He knows what he signed up for. He said what really bothered him was there was a family standing there with two little kids mm. who were enjoying the game, but they were obviously had never been to a supporter section before. And these little kids got beer thrown on them. Now, he did not say they were upset. He did not say, but some parents would not be cool if their baby gets dunked in Some beer. Some adults won't be cool well, no. if they get dumped well, in beer. Well, exactly. So what I'm saying is... We, we've seen people threaten to throw punches before. But what I, what I want to reiterate to people is, while Caleb looks into the whatever the official rule is, and you don't have to do it today, you can get back to us on or that. Or something has to be issued. Or if they have to make a rule. But I would say just in general, beware of your surroundings. Um, I'm going to yell obscenities when we get scored on or something terrible happens. 
But if I know there's a little kid standing next to me, I'm going to bite my tongue a little bit or I'm going to at least monitor it a little bit. Now, that doesn't mean I'm a soft fan or whatever. It's just I'm, I'm aware of what's it's around It's being a considerate me. person to your fellow supporters. So now I'm sure there are pockets in the supporter section where everybody's throwing beer and they're all having a good time. And, and if that's how you get down, make sure you're around other people who do that. And let's try not to dump a 24-ounce beer on the head of a toddler, shall we? Stupid. That's all. That, again, again be, that's be, like 16 bucks. I know. But just my, I'm just asking you to be aware of your surroundings. And if someone says something to you, understand not everybody wants to go home reeking of beer. Stupid. I mean, Stupid. But again, if, if somebody did that to me, like if somebody's standing behind me and I've had my back, had a beer spilled on my back because it's a surprise goal or whatever. I, uh, you know, I've been at a hockey game where yeah. the person behind me tripped and dumped a beer. Things happen. All good. Uh, shit happens. Yeah. We're okay with that. Intentionally chucking a beer, like a wind up and yeah. throw, you're looking to cause shit and it's not going to end well for you at some point. At some point in time, it's going to hit the wrong person. Yeah. And it does not end well. So, and I know like other stadiums, like that's a thing. Like Austin, for example. If you watch their games, like it is a waterfall yeah. when they score. That's their thing, and and I guess that's okay. I'm not judging it, but again, like I said, be aware if there's kids around you, please. Well, the other part is too is that if you're throwing a can, well, no, not throw. I want to be clear. They said they didn't physically throw an object. Oh. They just threw the beer. Uh, out. Okay, like because I've seen where people throw those. Yeah, no, can that's got to go. And, that's got to go. Yeah, and and again, you throw anything on the field, yeah, you're gonna go. You're chucked. Okay, let's talk about uh, CDJ. Last week we raised, and I want to I want to emphasize here, it was cold, very cold, and there were a lot of people there, but a lot of them were inside at Schlafly. Yes, or showed up late yeah. because they didn't want to stand in the cold. That said, we still raised nine hundred thirty-seven dollars for Spencer. Awesome, uh, but I think and and oh, I forgot we got to add the five hundred that Ultras gave. Oh, that's right. So then we're back up to fourteen hundred for Spencer. Beautiful. Uh, and we might do some more stuff for Spencer this year just because they're such a really good organization. In fact, they were supposed to have their kickoff game <laughs> this weekend, but it was so cold they canceled their game. So uh, they actually made a lot of money because they didn't have no expenditures on Saturday, but they got 1400 bucks cash. That's a win-win. Yep. <clears throat> all right, let's talk about uh, the merch and the uh, web store. I know you're all like dying to order stuff online. Here's, here's what happened. That first week cleaned us out like 1200 scarves. Yeah. Literally. We didn't have anything left. So Mitch wisely that morning took the, took this web store down. He said, let's take it down and see what happens. Smart move on Mitch's part. Well, and, and let's be honest too. Part of it was, is that with that amount of business going on, the synchronization between the web store right, right. and the, uh, we didn't want to sell things we didn't have. Right. right. It, it, and, I think a few did get through yeah. from the website before I was able to bring it all down. So and, they will be shipping know. soon. But point being, that was the pure volume of what we did. Yes. So <laughs> as it stands right now, we did get a replenishment of our 2023 scarves. Yep. Uh, we have more of the supporter scarves on the way, but currently we are completely out. Yes. The last 41 so of every them single sold one of fast. Them. Uh, but I, we're hoping to have them by the next game, but if not by the next game for sure. Yep. 
t-shirts the red t-shirts are going pretty quickly we still got a lot of the navy t-shirts yep the new 2023 shirt the plan right now is we're going to oh and flags we've we've sold a lot of flags we have a few left but we do have more on order and i think we're going to order even more because flags are much more popular than i thought they would be yep I think it's uh, they all want to be Jimmy Big Flags. I think so. So they go home and they play Jimmy Big Flags in their in their living room. I don't blame them. I would I, too. I mean, I do it, but I didn't think everybody else would want to do it. Uh, and also, the jerseys are on ultras.com because everybody loves the jerseys. So here's what and we're going to... And we're gonna, also st- going to start bringing in more merchandise. Yes. So heads up. Yes. Uh, here's what we're going to do for the web store, though. We're going to start with just scarves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to turn that back on in the next day or two. Uh, we're changing how we do it. Uh, Mitch has just been too overwhelmed with stuff for everything else. So I will be the shipping department. <laughs> but here's uh, here's here. But here's what I'm going to say. When you when you place your order online, you can choose pick up at a game, or you can choose to have it shipped. Please, if you are in the St. Louis area and you are coming to the game anyway, select local pickup. Because it makes it a lot easier than shipping it Honestly, out. Honestly, don't even order it online. Just, just buy come it, and at, buy the it at the game. Yes. It's a whole lot easier. Yes. Because then we have to go through a list and... Yes. It's, yes. If you're if you're going to be at the game, we have enough of this year's scarf. Come buy one. And we sell it we, with cash, card, PayPal, Venmo, whatever you want to do. Um, but... We're Mitch gonna, coin. <laughs> Mitch coin. We're going to turn on the store. We're going to see how it goes. If I get 400 orders in the first day, we'll probably turn it back off. <laughs> Uh, and let me find someone else to do the job. Uh, <laughs> nope. But if everything goes good, then we will eventually add on T-shirts and, and right. other stuff to the scarf. But scarves are easy because it's one size fits all, so I don't have to have one of every size. And I've got them pre-programmed into the shipping right. pr- software. You can just so, shovel them and go. In the next couple of days, we will be adding the 2023 scarf to the store. What we won't be adding to the store is the game day supporter scarf. Never. Because the only place you can get those is at a game. Yes. So Or at a at a street party I should say yes I'm not taking them into the game and nope. selling them in the game first of all I don't think we get a pass security because nope. I have to go through Caleb to get that done and it's a cashless stadium they're not going to want me walking around with pockets full of 20s or square are you crazy <laughs> so Just walking around with one of the square yes. terminals uh, I want to mention uh, we've got uh, a new exhibit at the magic house I know if you've if you're a St. Louis native or if you're new to St. Louis like my friend Caleb and you start hitting the local spots Everybody's got to go to the Magic House. It's on the list. If you Good. got if Good. you got kids, you go to the Magic House at least three times a summer. <laughs> um, you go, you get the picture with you're holding the static ball with your hair sticking up. I don't have that. Uh, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Um, you go, you crawl through the tunnels, you jump in the ball pits that are filled with excrement and urine. <laughs> uh, but they also have a new exhibit, and it is all about our beloved St. Louis City SC. They've got like a little locker room. They've got uh, what else do they got? Do they got they got like the press conference well, room? Most importantly, there is a plaque on the wall that mentions the St. Louisans, and it has the "Meet Me in St. Louis" chant, and it allows the kids to learn that chant, so that when you bring your kid to the game, and we're all singing "Meet Me in St. Louis," "Make Me at the Park," they know that one. So basically, it. Start them young. You know what the hottest thing in St. Louis right now is? St. Louis City SC. Mm -hmm. So Magic House is going to piggyback on that hotness. As they should. And they're going to get people in there to the Magic House, which is a great place to take your kids. It's a great place to go as an adult, like on a date or something. That's kind of fun. Uh, Don't go alone and look at the kids. you want to go with me? Yes. Uh, I'm okay. (laughs) 
But anyway, Magic House is great, I'll, and it's I'll text cool. Lauren. It's really cool that not only do they have the St. Louis City thing in there, uh, but I'm kind of proud that that the Luligan name is up in the Magic House. Well, speaking of which, yes, the Missouri History Museum. Yes, they're going to have an exhibit opening soon here. Yep. yep. And there are there are Luligans in there. There, are, I think, a picture from our very own Sarah Robertson is in there. Yep. Uh, maybe Jason Petrillo and maybe Will Bramlett have pictures in there because they are doing great photography work. And, and our friend Nancy Carver. So, yeah, follow Carver Photography, call, follow Work in the Morning Photography, and follow Petrillo Photography. They're all taking great pictures. Amazing pictures. Um, and then the last thing I want to mention is, uh, as, as it is pr- bound to happen, public pages, when they get a little popular, they get invaded by trolls. Mm-hmm. We had some trolls descend upon the uh, Luligan page this week. Uh, and... Some of them were not being very nice to new people asking simple questions. Um, we're trying to cut that out. We've added more moderators. Uh, please, if you see content that you consider hateful or or inappropriate, report it. Uh, but also, too. Some people do have to get thicker skin. You know, yeah, there are going to be jerks online. That, it's, it's the, the internet. internet. <laughs> well, and some people even, like, there were a couple of people that were complaining about things that really weren't bullying. There was one person that complained that the answer was that was given was two letters. No. Yes. Somebody asked a question and somebody said no. And she said, fine, well, you don't have to be so rude about it. And I was like, where did that? Well, hey, <laughs> that, everything's cool. Suddenly the word no is rude. Yeah. So I think everybody, er, most people were, were gracious. We made a statement that we're going to try to, you know, get rid of the people that are just being ignorant and hateful uh, because there are a lot of new fans and they do have new questions and, and some of them don't know the game of soccer. So, we're going to be patient. We're going to answer those questions. Uh, we're going to answer those questions multiple times. And I know like everybody rolls their eyes when they see like there's four threads about the same topic right in a row. Like, buying the jerseys. Yes. Buying scarves. But, but that's going okay. Going to Chicago. That's okay. We want we want all the new fans to get to know. But if you got a question, use the search bar. Do that. Scroll down a little bit. But also, let's not belittle anyone. Let's not uh, harangue anyone. Everybody was new once. And... Not all of them will feel comfortable with the Luligans, but let them get to know. Let them make the decision. Don't chase them away before they've had a chance. And a lot of these people like are coming to the soccer for the first time, and they're just finding out about us because they were at the game or they saw the game on Apple TV, and they're they're excited and they want to be they want to be involved. So let's let's give everybody a little bit of uh, courtesy there, and don't be a jerk. Okay. That's pretty much just the motto of everything with it, us. Just it, don't be a dick. It is sort of just what you should do in life in general, but I'm not your mom. All right, let's do a few questions we had here. Well, I'm going to lead oh, off because go go we have a question for Caleb okay. that was given. I We had to ask him this specific question. All right. Caleb, ¿cómo está? Muy bien, ¿y tú? Bien, bien, bien. ¿Dónde es la capital de fútbol de Estados Unidos? I didn't practice that much Spanish, Mitch. Where's the capital of soccer in the United States? He can't say. He's been lawyered. Don't ask la capital de fútbol de Estados Unidos. San Luis. Say San Luis. What is the capital of... I'm just impressed you heard that. Oh, no, I can... Yeah, he's fluent. Are you really? Not fluent, but I can speak a little. Oh, I can not, actually hear it. He do not speak, speak good, good like, like we, we do. do. <laughs> I can actually hear and and translate better than I can actually speak it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, where is the capital of soccer in the United States, Caleb? 
on the advice of counsel. Yeah. Um, listen, man. Everyone understands and knows how deep-rooted soccer is in St. Louis. Is Just stop I'm... there. Okay, good enough. All right, next question. All right, this one comes from our Gracias. Friend, our friend Daniel. Uh, he used to do the uh, St. Louis uh, City videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan. Like, Dan. Dan. What's his last name? Kohler. I... Yes, Dan Kohler. Uh, he'd like to lobby for a new segment on this show called Bird's Eye View, where we just let Bird go off for five minutes every show about whatever he wants. I'm absolutely on board with that. I am too. I, I love a good b- bird rage. But in order for that to happen, he has to be here. He has to be here. Smug so. holiday bastard. So, Caleb, would you like to rant for anything? You need to get anything off your chest right now? I can think of a couple things. Do you, no, no, no. you want us to turn the mics off? <laughs> <laughs> anything not, not soccer related? On this four hour yeah. uh, expose yeah. on. No. no, no, no. Like, you know, drivers, potholes. You can, yeah, you can, yeah, you can yeah. go on. The list goes on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when when Bert Dan, is, Dan also did shoot me a message the other day, yeah, thinking that maybe we should have started the Luligan de- Legal Defense Fund. Yeah, well, that it might might end up being a necessity at some point in time. Uh, the less said about that, the better. Right now, in Espanol, uh, <laughs> no, See? in English. You know, I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> <laughs> Baxter, uh, my little furry Buddha. <laughs> uh, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> the entire wheel, just saying it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Uh, this this section brought to you by Anchor Man. Uh, okay, Mike L wants to know uh, what section will the St. Louis supporters be buying in for the fire game? There is a little chart. Um, do you know off the top of your head what section it is? I can look at my chart. It's two four two twenty four two twenty six. You know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. One of the two. Tomorrow morning. I will post the like official, and this is official from Reddit, so it changes. Sometimes. Very official, uh, and and big stadiums like like Seattle, for example, mm-hmm. depending on how much of the stadium they have open, sometimes it's one section, sometimes mm-hmm. it's another section. But I will post that chart tomorrow. Yeah, because I know some people want to go buy their tickets for sure. You know, and they yeah. want to be. Close Near. to yeah. my, my my advice to people if they're feeling antsy if you feel like you want to go ahead and grab your tickets grab your tickets yeah um, but if you want to try for a, a shot that yeah. uh, old Leb pays for it you can also wait I, for you that. pay for it yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. well here's the thing but, about but, but wait but they have to be season ticket holders that's a good point that's yeah. true so but here's the, you other, the criteria yeah right. here you want to roll the dice on here's it. the other part he's a picky bitch I think Soldier Field we should be okay I think there'll be enough tickets available. Yes, in the general area. They haven't been <laughs> selling out Soldier Field. It's a pretty big stadium. And it's it's a very big stadium. Um, I've never been. Really? And that is a that is a I, I did recently pay attention to the schedule and learned how to read. That's a Saturday like noon kickoff. Oh, Ooh. is it? Ooh. Yeah, it's like a midday kickoff. Yikes. You might have to go up the night before. It's yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's that's gonna be a fun weekend yeah. one, you know? Because, you know make a weekend. Games, games yeah, yeah that's noon. gonna be a weekend, I think. Uh, you order your pizza, you go to the game, you pick it up after the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? I think that'll be a really fun one. Yeah. Is the yeah. point. Yeah, I think so. Um and also, the great news about uh, traveling away is the tickets are cheaper than home tickets. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, no, no comprende. Oh, <laughs> well, now he knows uh-huh. Spanish. Uh, Michael, all right, this is this is actually a good question for Michael, and it's a good thing that Caleb's here because you can speak to some of this. Uh, he is curious as to how the Luligans are handling moving to a multi-thousand supporter seat section versus you know the eight hundred to a thousand we had at St. Louis FC. And now dealing with the subgroups. For newbies, do the Luligans have formal organization or how do the decisions get made? And what would a Luligan wish list be for 
other things that we need. So first of all, say, and wait, let me go ahead and do the second part of the question because we can kind of hit a lot of this at the same time. Is there a concern or a plan for how to handle the multiple subgroups to avoid conflict? Once the fairy tale start is over, digging in for the long haul requires more organization and things like that for the entire North End. Well, so, first off, go ahead. I would like to say we get along. And you know why we get along? The expert consultation of Leb. Yeah. Well, and, and I, people, probably, it, it does. people probably don't know this, but there is a supporter council. There is supporter group council, yes. right? Where the where the supporter groups meet and and talk about things right. that like we meet we meet uh, once a month, once every two. I forget every what it month. is now. Every other month. No, no, no. We. Oh, you uh, do. No, not yeah. not, no, no, not yeah. with you. Fuck oh, off. Yeah, <laughs> this no, is but, just for us. We got to talk about you somewhere. Uh, but again, <laughs> so there are meetings with just the supporter groups, and then there's meetings with the team as with well. The team yes. and the supporters group. Yeah, so. and the team one they've actually added some independent. Fans who are not a part of a yes. recognized yes. group. So, so there's a lot of opportunity for these discussions to go on. Yeah. And and again, same thing. If you've got something that is, you know, a concern or a yeah. thought, you know, toss it over to us because it's something that we can bring up. You know, if you say, hey, you know, uh, the punks, I think they need to cut off the first button on their vests. <laughs> okay, well, we will bring that to them. You know, their, it, their sleeves aren't short enough. Yes. Yeah. You know, they need to you know burn the fraying or whatever. Yeah. I don't. Whatever. Yeah. The, this is a great opportunity for us to help out the general populace. But I think maybe people don't know there is already sort of a formal uh, group. Illuminati. Of, of, <laughs> of, of the leaders of the different groups where you can all raise your issues. You can all discuss things. And, and you talk about things like TIFO or with Caleb involved. You talk about the different things like tickets. March. Or, or the march our, and, and all those things that we do together. Yep. Uh, which Florida Noise is a part of these groups, and Florida Noise is kind of the de facto leader of the chants and the drum line and things like that. Capos. So, so they talk about chants, and the other groups suggest suggest chants, and so you guys do have meetings, and there yeah. is an organization, and we coordinate, you know, where everybody's going to meet to do the march. Right. Like, there's a lot of coordination that goes on between the groups while still keeping your independent spirit. Yeah. So that is already happening. Yes. Uh, as far as the Luligans go. Um, it's a meritocracy. It, it really is. Um, we have different people who have traditionally filled leadership roles. Um, I used to be one of those people. I don't do as much anymore. I still help out when I can. Gets in the way. I do get in the way a lot. Uh, Caleb, when he got involved, he said, look, I'll do anything. Look, look click. Click. But I am not talking to Brad. So was I was immediately one of, one of the best things voted off the island. Yeah. I was voted off the island first thing. Uh, I don't been, remember it like that. I've been doing it for twelve years. Caleb shows up for one week and I'm out. Yeah, I mean, again, that's when I knew. I he mean, knew it, what he was honest, doing. Honestly, <laughs> it has worked out better for everyone. Say, everybody is so much happier. Uh, except, well, no, I won't go into that. Yeah, no, it's my not. my personal life used to be great, and my soccer life was, was terrible. Was it really that great though? Well, it's better than it is now. Evidently, it wasn't. But. Well, <laughs> I thought it was fine, but <laughs> now we're winning soccer games. So I think it's a trade-off. It that, is a fair trade. You know, I, uh, but anyway, uh, so Mitch is obviously one of the main leaders of the Luligans. Sarah is right up there with Mitch and they, they kind of, I won't say they do everything, but they, they sort of orchestrate everything. So the people who are running the different, we manage the managers. Yeah. The, and the people <laughs> that are running the different aspects of Luligan, Luligan, dumb. Like for example, 
the the, the merch tent the is, trailer okay you know for you know we know the trailer used to do food can't do food anymore now it's more storage and it's a giant boom box and that's brought and to a game, meeting place right and that's brought to games by mark gardner <laughs> from you know, electric you know what mark gardner does <laughs> he wires up trailers he lies electric, right? He does. He does both kinds. Both kinds of commercial electric. and residential. Interesting. So if you need an electrician, Leb, maybe you know if a park gets flooded again, you need an electrician. He could have got I that thing together. House, so well, he, but when but, you go to purchase a house, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that settle yeah. down, maybe make a few little lebs. Add some light. Add some light. Some mood lighting. Maybe maybe, maybe create the maybe lebs you with run, a little mood lighting. You want to run little, surround sound? You got some Atmos speakers. A little LED, you know, yeah. mood lighting gets put in some surround sound speakers yeah. you got to have He's, some wireless going to the right. all parts of your house that's right get you know marvin gay let's get it on playing make yeah. some little lebs yeah in ceiling speakers he's There's got a you. lot that's happening right. right now yeah yeah there is well, obviously not because there are no but, little lebs. but you know what but he can help you with all those things he could you know why why because he is your electric 314-814-3897 <laughs> So Mark and Aaron and Pat and those guys that that kind of are in charge of the trailer, mm-hmm. if they need something, they come to Mitch. Um, if the T, the I mean the TIFO is now going to be all of the groups, but for the first one, Stuart. But we still have a, every each yeah. group is going to have a crew. So it's right. like Stuart and Cody and Sarah were doing that. They come to Mitch and Sarah with what they need. You know, Audrey is running the merch tent because yeah. she terrifies us, right? And she has full charge of everything. Yeah. So, like, yeah, whatever we do, we, we have a loose collection. And there is technically a board that... Because we, we are a charity, there is a legal yeah, board. Yeah, we do have a legal board. and The Carvers it, run the Schlaffle. And everybody, yeah. there's so, most of the time, it's somebody comes up and says, hey, I've got an idea, or hey, you look like you need help. Yeah. So, you know, for example, I did all the food trucks for, yeah. for the past two games. I can't do that anymore. I have yeah. to pass this off to somebody. So somebody will step up and say, hey, you know what? I can help out. I will give them all the info that I have. They can figure it out. They just have to let us know what's going on so we can put it on socials. And Pitter-patter. And as we've grown over the years, more people have stepped up and volunteered to do things. And like Audrey, for example, three years ago at, or maybe even four years ago now, at St. Louis FC, she realized we needed just another person to help sell merch. She said, I would, I would love to help. You know, I'll take a Is shift. Is there something I can do to help? I'll take a shift. So, so Brad, you can go have a beer and relax a little bit. Again, fantastic move to get Brad away from things. Exactly. So, but she started doing that. And then her husband started helping her. And then they got Elena to help. And then before long, we're like, you guys are doing such a good job. It's now your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, not, we still help and we still look for more take people shifts to help. and get them food and drink. Right. And, yeah. Um, but that's how it starts. So whatever, you know, if you want to become involved in the Luligans, it starts with when I say, hey, I need somebody to take this bin of scarves and put it in the trailer when we're packing up, you do that. And then when I need something done, I say, you know, Caleb always is here to help me at the end of the night. I'm going to ask Caleb if he wants to help me do this. Or, you know, that's how you sort Clint- of... Clinton and Jen, for example. Yes. They've been around since the FC days. They were at the the first watch party. We talked for a while. Last week, they're like, hey, do you need help? I said, well, no, but if you guys could be here by this time, we might. They were ready to jump in. That's just how it goes. And that's how you sort of work your way up to the point where you pass us up like Matt Baker. Matt Baker just wanted to be a guy to help out. 
and now he's on ESPN and Extra Time and uh, the radio. Like, you know, he has gone above and beyond the call, and now he is super fan, yeah, Matt he Baker. Yes. And who? <laughs> That's We're just teasing you, Matt Baker. Um, but, yeah, Caleb really doesn't know who you are. So if you could introduce yourself to Caleb next time you're down at the stadium, uh, not when he's working, but, you know, if you catch him out. Actually, do it during one of his pacings. Yeah. If you can keep up with him, that would be great. They need to put in that like uh, galvan or the shredded rubber track ah, yeah, for you, nice. so so like it's softer on your feet. And or one of those anti fatigue mats. Yes, a giant anti fatigue mat. We'll just cut them out and put them in your shoes. The photogs would like that too. Not I bet. Yeah. Okay, brain of C. He said he only heard one guy shouting obscenities before the game, and security had to tell him. Uh, of course, he immediately said, "I can say whatever I want." Here's the funny thing about that: you can, you can't. He no, can. no, he can well, say whatever can. he wants. It's, you can also you, get thrown out. There's repercussions. Yeah. Now again, it, it's it's the First Amendment. We're not, you're free to say what you want. Right. You're not free of repercussions that will happen. Exactly. And there are some stadium rules. There is the uh, code of conduct that mm-hmm. you should, by the way, download your St. Louis FC app. And when you click the uh, game day information, or St. Louis City SC, sorry, you click the game day information, it does show the fan code of conduct there. You can read all those rules. Um, is there a badge for it? don't think there's a badge for it. You should get a badge. Like, you know how you read to the end of a document? And yeah, yeah. Jeremy Tripp. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy. Like, maybe... What, is maybe there a badge a, for getting thrown maybe out? Maybe put, like, a little a hidden hyperlink in, in the yeah, Code of Conduct, and if you okay. find it, you get a badge. That would be neat. You get a mis, miscongeniality oh, <laughs> Code of Conduct fan badge. Um, but anyway, uh, Brain's point is a good point. Uh, again, we're not talking about yelling, damn, when they score... We're talking about persistent... Fuck your mother's blue jeans. Yes, chants like that. They, they, they don't go over well, and security will say something about it. Uh, that's not us. That's not the Luligan saying... And, and again, if we say, hey, dude, watch yeah. out, yeah. we're trying to help you stay there. Uh, yeah, Arch Soccer, and this, this was uh, repeated by a couple of people, more smoke. Uh, the the trickle, <laughs> the trickle coming out of the uh, the poles, which is nice. We like it. It's like an old man trying to spit. They have to carry around that handkerchief. I thought you were going to gonna say something the, else. No, they have to carry around that handkerchief for the it's stuff a that dribbles down their chin. I'd like to yeah. get the prostate checked of <laughs> the smoke poles because it doesn't look like it's letting a full flow through. We'd like we'd like now. I know there are rules, and I know the the. I'm sure the fire marshal probably dictates how many microns of smoke per whatever can come out or whatever. But if there's a way we could turn that up just a little bit. Is it like when you go to the hotel and you unscrew the shower head? Yeah, to... they got the low-flow shower <laughs> setting on the smoke poles. I want the full flavor. I want take off the filter. I want Marlboro Country. <laughs> I want to roll coal in the stadium, Caleb. Can we get the Lucky Strike brand? Yeah, normally I'm a big environmentalist, but I want some pink smoke. I, I will say this. I see all of the feedback. Okay. <laughs> so you are aware. You are aware that people want more smoke. I, I might have seen one or two tweets about it. Okay. Uh, back in the old days, the supporters were in charge of the smoke flow. Now there's lawyers involved. and uh, It went corporate. And that's okay. That we're, we'll Much play. like marijuana in the state of Missouri, it went corporate. Exactly. Like, can we buy more smoke? Is it a tax thing? Can I, I have a card for it? Yes. <laughs> My doctor says I need more smoke. <laughs> My glaucoma says I need more pink smoke. <laughs> oh, doctor. <laughs> yeah, wait, if, if we get it to sponsor, 
If we get a cannabis <laughs> sponsor, can we blow it out more? High times. <laughs> I think we're solving a lot of Caleb's problems on the show tonight. I know. He's he's feverishly taking notes. Yeah, you can't is. see that on the pod. But Seabeck, uh, all our problems are solved. Oh, I thought he had the next question. Oh, I was no, hoping no. so. No, this is from Tyson Hosey. Uh, he may have missed this somewhere, but the other sections in the stadium, they got an option to sign a three-year uh, renewal on their season tickets. The supporter section, when will we start to hear about renewals and things sure. like that? Yeah, uh, it's coming. Okay. Uh, I'm working every day with our ticketing department to figure out the best option for that for supporters it's a little bit our price uh, is going to double caleb uh just for you brad that specifically. Make, that makes sense <laughs> um, that, i could see that yeah, yeah that tracks completely so, so as you guys might might be aware supporters are a little bit they're a little bit different of a breed yes. of animal um of a fan rather uh so they're we're ligers it'll be it'll be coming soon uh, my biggest piece of advice when it comes to those things are keep an eye on your email. Yep. Um, and the supporters groups, social media, whatever, exactly. whatever group you belong to, they will be putting out that info. Exactly. Too. If you, if you get antsy, email us, we'll, we'll tell you what's coming soon, yeah. but we'll, probably, we'll, we'll make we'll sure do, you didn't miss it. You maybe, won't, you will not miss it. Let's put it that way. We'll <laughs> be asking you about your extended car insurance <laughs> when they call, but maybe we'll have Caleb on to maybe break down the uh, renewal information if there are a lot of questions. But maybe. it's pretty much going to be, yes, I would like to renew my tickets, or no, I would not like to renew my tickets, or I would like more tickets. Yeah. So. I view that as, yes, I like having the best time in my entire life. This is the best thing in the entire world. Or, no, I hate having fun. Yes. Thanks. Yes. I'm just if you get on the internet, there's a lot of people that hate having fun. So. It's what it is. Yep. Well, and I, I think... I see all the feedback. I think a oh, lot no, of you people... Don't. <laughs> I think a lot of people like didn't realize how much fun this was going to be. And unfortunately there's going to be a lot of people renew. So there's not going to be a lot of open openings. Spots. Yeah. Uh, but there are people, if you want to be in on that, you might want to join the my city plus because I know it's 50 bucks, but listen to me, you get, you get all the discounts. Look, like, look, you get all the discounts like a season ticket member. So Discounts at the team shop, discounts on the merchandise and the food in the stadium. And you also get a a link to when there's different events. Like if the if they throw a watch party at the stadium or if they do like the Open Cups coming mm -hmm. up or the League's Cup games are coming, My City Plus members will get like a pre-sale mm -hmm. before the general public. Yep. So I mean, you even saw it with the the women's national. Team yes, game, right? exactly. My city plus got a got a pre-sale window as well. So and the a lot other of thing, value in there. Yeah, and the other thing you might want to do is city two tickets have gone on sale now too. That's true. They will be playing at the big stadium. They're like thirteen bucks a game. I think is it's like one hundred and five. Like yeah, if you buy so the whole season. By the by the whole season, I think it's like seven fifty. Yeah, but at the door, I think it's like thirteen. So maybe? if you maybe are getting into this, but you didn't get tickets for the big team. Uh, or you just want to go see the stadium sometimes, uh, get City 2 tickets. And again, we went it's to City 2. Soccer. It's really quality soccer. You're going to see a lot of these guys move up and down. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Like, for example, Nielsen's out hurt. I would imagine when he gets cleared to play, he'll probably play a couple warm-up games at City 2. Uh, right now, Max Schneider is playing with City 2. We probably will see him at City 1 at some point. Yeah, I'll, I'll plug that too. First game's on Sunday. There so. you go. Uh, good opportunity to get out. I think the weather's supposed to be pretty good right now. It uh, looks like it. Yes, right now, as of right now. So uh, it could be a good opportunity to get out, see the park. And yeah, if you out. haven't if you haven't been able to get in yet because it has been sold out or be, you've been priced out because 
the secondary market, let's admit, is just kind of crazy right now. Uh, 13 bucks. 13 bucks will get you into the game, get to see the park, get to kind of get a feel for it. So, uh, and again, like Mitch said, good soccer. Okay, the last one we have is from Adam. Uh, he noted that most scarves stayed on the neck this game. <laughs> they did, Adam. It was a Or cold... wrapped around faces. Yes, or, yeah. yes. I usually, well, on my way into a game, I will give my scarf away to a kid or somebody on the... I kept mine till <laughs> late in the second half. Fair. Yeah. It, it, yes. unless, you're, unless you're, what, Ryan Smith? Well, <laughs> that was shirt, not scarf. Oh, fair. fair, fair, if, he, fair. if he still had the scarf on while he had no fair, shirt fair, on, fair, fair, fair. that would have been gold. Yeah. We don't... We don't have to do a lot on this, but I just want to say, man, is that a good-looking dude? <laughs> hey, 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 Louis, let's, let, there are people that listen with kids around. I think we need to skip this topic. That might yeah. be a Patreon-only kind of yeah. podcast to talk about Ryan Smith. That's all. I got to go. That's I mean, all I got to talk about. I got to have some time alone now. <laughs> Thinking about Ryan Smith naked doing his Frank the Tank dance. I I think the funniest thing was Kavita's like, oh, I got this one little picture taken of yes. me at the game. And he is on screen for, you know. Well, yeah, I did love that. She she posted like the week before City highlighted some of our great women's fans because it's mm-hmm. the International Women's Day. And Kavita was one of those people featured. And it was like, oh, look, I got recognized by the club. And then the next week is a picture of her topless husband doing the Frank the Tank arm pump. And Ryan also has been recognized by the club. He even posted something that he was like getting a coffee the next day. Yeah. And somebody said, oh, you were the guy without a shirt last night yes. at the soccer game. Yes. So. And the pic- the the gif is really nice. It, the gif is Cause great. Because you, you just see Kavita next to her. And it's a face we've all seen Kavita make. <laughs> <laughs> While standing next to her husband like, ah, oh, here we go. This is This is what happens. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. America, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for, for your service. For for repping St. Louis so well. On that note. That's all I got, Mitch. Caleb, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, I'll, I just want to shout out a couple people if that's okay. <laughs> yes. uh, Depends on who they are. Uh, mostly people I work with. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I always have edit rights. Is yeah, this you a, do. Wait, yeah, is no. this a bet? Did they <laughs> see if you could get my name on there? Yeah. No, yeah. I just want to shout out a couple people. You know, there's a lot of people at the club that make things happen, yes. right? Our ops team, our events team. Yao um, Klaus. You know, what? Yeah, Klaus. <laughs> Klaus. Yeah, Klaus makes things happen. Um, but a lot of people that work really, really hard behind the scenes. Our ticketing team kills it, you know. Oh, Kiki. Uh, Let's Kiki, give a big. Kiki's the best, right? Uh, we should have actually had her on and not Caleb. She's much more interesting than me. I think so. Uh, one one day you'll learn that. Uh, no, but no, so, no, we already know it. Yeah. Oh yeah, fair. It's so so big shouts to to her and yes. that entire team, you know, and the and the vetters of the world yes. and yes. the CBEX that are, are making this all happen, right? What's um, I can't remember his name. The the usher that works on our door, he. Uh, Oh God! Our the, door. Well, where Mitch and I go in oh, okay. for our seats at the supporter section, the Mound City guy. The yeah, yeah. Um, shit. What's his name? Yes. Is it? Is it? It's not Clayton, is it? Oh. No. Anyway, I don't know. We we God, recognize you. I blew that, but you are an awesome usher. Thank you. Good to hear. I, I, I fist bump him every time on the way in and out. As like you were. Sorry. Yeah, and our and our wonderful guest services team and the yes. CSC staff. There's a lot of people making this happen. Uh, and I'm very appreciative that I'm the one that gets to sit here and talk about it uh, and get a lot of the credit. But I am nothing without the team behind me. So. Well, they we all have, turned us down. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> I, I figured I was the 15th phone call. We do appreciate uh, all of the work that's being done sure. at the stadium. Yes. Yeah. But most importantly, we appreciate you, Leb. Oh, I appreciate you. You know, you came to town. We weren't too certain about you. You know, I mean, we're still not. To be fair, I mean, let, let's be honest. You know, I mean, Birmingham. 
but, but you have earned a place in our hearts. Much like the team, he has not lost yet. No, you know he has not. He will someday. Yeah, but just not under. Just my Just don't watch. go on a multi-game skid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Caleb, thank you absolutely for being here. Thanks for having me. We will see you in what ten days? Ten days yes. at the march. At, at the street April, party. April 1st against Minnesota United. The mighty loons. The loons. No of, fooling. Hey, the loons no. are bringing some fans to town, too. They and, are. They are, and they're great and the, people. The dark clouds, great they're, fans. They're fun. And it's it's April 1st, so yeah. you never know what kind of fun we'll all get into. Yeah? Yep. Yes. Can't wait. Let's do it. 